Hello, everyone. Rob Wolf from the Lone Factory, and you are watching or listening to the Lone Wolf podcast. That's loan spelled L-O-A-N, as in borrow money. The show that talks about mortgages, but we'll throw some real estate mix into it every now and then. You can also watch me on the YouTube channel, the Lone Wolf Podcast. You can reach me at rob.wolf at loanfactory.com or just call my cell, 727-366-5722. I guess I should turn it on silent for this as well. And you can call me after five o'clock. I'm not a bank. And even on the weekends, my cell is my only phone that I carry. I'm a licensed loan officer here in Florida, where I live, just outside of Clearwater, Pennsylvania, where I grew up, and Colorado, the great Rocky Mountain state where I vacation every year, and I used to live there back in the 90s. This podcast is just me, but every once in a while, I'll have a guest. So if you're in the mortgage slash real estate field and you want to be a guest, your real estate agent, insurance, maybe an appraiser, uh, maybe a builder, a contractor, whatever it may be, let me know and uh, we can work something out and you can be a guest. I keep these podcasts to under 30 minutes, typically around 20, and they are aired every Wednesday at 9 p.m. But don't worry if you miss an episode, just go to my uh, podcast website and look at this episode or previous episodes. Okay, so what we're going to talk about is from contract to closing. Okay, so let me let me back it up a bit. You and I, if I'm your loan officer or your loan officer, you filled out an application some time ago and that got you pre-qualified slash pre-approved and you went out house shopping. You put offers on properties and maybe some were refused, but eventually the seller agreed and you now have a sales contract. Okay, so now... We have to close in 30 days because we have a contract. There is a date that we're going to close. At this point, okay, all hands are on deck. So it's very timely that you be available, you the buyer, uh, if there's a request. Okay, and that request for information slash documents could come from me the processor, and or uh, the underwriter. Now, it won't be directly from the underwriter, okay? Most of your requests will be coming from your loan officer like me or if the loan officer has an assistant and or a processor, okay? So keep that in mind. So here's how basically it would work. Your realtor, once we get the signed document, is going to fax me, email fax. That shows you my age email me, scan me the sales contract, okay? I'm going to look it over, make sure everything's good. But I'm also going to confirm with you, the buyer. We say, okay, we're, we're looking at a 30-year fixed, right? Not 20-year. We're going to do a conventional loan, a VA, a FHA. I'm going to confirm these things. I'm also going to say, okay, do you want to buy down the rate? Do you want to go for par rate? Uh, do you want to lend credit? And I'm going to ask these questions. And, and let me step back a second. If you're watching this or listening to this, I really hope your lender is doing this with you, not only when you first filled out an application, but especially at this time. 
Okay, this is critical that the loan officer and the buyer are on the same page because I do not want to put you into something that you did not uh, want to. Okay, maybe you could afford a 20 year or 15 year mortgage or whatever it may be. We are confirming, okay, we're, we're, we're going in, all right, because I've got to soon lock you into an interest rate. Okay, so once we've got that confirmed, then I'm going to go out and I'm going to find a lender. Now, I'm a broker. So there's many, many lenders that I deal with. Most of, the, most of uh, my dealings are with Rocket Mortgage. Okay, they're one of the, one of the top loan uh, lenders out there. And uh, we've got a very good relationship with them, uh, with Loan Factor. But it could be somebody else, okay? So I'm going to register the loan with them, and I'll lock you in to an interest rate, okay? Once you get locked into an interest rate, okay, by law, the lender has to give you an initial CD, initial closing disclosure, okay? This is within three days of locking you in, and it is basically telling you, it, it look, hopefully this comes up, okay? Something like this. It says closing disclosure. It's got all the information about your loan. Now, it'll have the type of loan. It'll have the mortgage amount, the purchase price, the interest rate, and there's going to be other fees attached to this loan, okay? At this point, okay, now I'm kind of talking about the CD a bit, but don't get caught up in the fees, okay? These are estimates. I don't know what your home insurance is going to be. I don't know what your real estate taxes are going to be. These are all things that we just have to throw an estimate out there. Now, we're pretty close, but if you've seen my other episodes on uh, LEs, loan estimates, and CDs, they are usually pretty close from the time they're first sent out until the, until the end, but we have to give you an estimate at this point. Okay, it's very critical at this point you sign those. You're going to e-sign them, but if you don't e-sign it, the loan's sitting still, okay? So get with your loan officer. If you've got serious questions about this, or actually any questions, and they'll walk you through it. But don't look at it with a fine-tooth comb, this, this, and this, okay? We're, we're going to get there, okay? So the reason I'm stressing this is, again, we have a 30-day window, okay? We have 30 days to close on a certain date. If we don't close on a certain date, there could be penalty fees. And depending on who's at fault, okay, then they're going to have to pay those fees, so if I give you a CD or the lender does and you take five days to finally sign that, well, now we're five days behind, four days behind. OK, so make sure you you, you sign that. OK, I think I, I hit that pretty hard. OK, a um, couple other things from this point forward. OK. You're going to be getting requests from the loan officer assistant, the processor, and or the loan officer. That would be me. Now, you might be wondering, wait a second, why am I being requested for more documents? Okay. The documents you gave me to get you pre-approved, whether it was last week, last month, two months ago, that was just to get you pre-approved. Okay. So now that we have a sales contract the underwriters and everyone else are going to need other documentation. Now, it could be we just need updated bank statements, pay stubs, uh, taxes, whatever it may be. 
but there's also other things that may come up with your name attached to it. And I've gone through this before uh, with some of my borrowers. Maybe there's another Rob Wolf out there and we need validation that, no, that's not me. Okay. Maybe someone got divorced and the name is still on a property that you had 10 years ago. I actually had that happen. Not me personally, my borrower. And that was his ex-wife. You can imagine where that conversation went. But we had to get a letter of explanation that this person is no longer part of that transaction. This was a divorce, whatever it may be. My point being is, again, all hands on deck. Okay, we've got to get documentation timely to the processors so they can submit it to the underwriters. Okay, so be conscious of that. And... Once you sign the, the, the CD, the closing disclosure, now we can get the ball rolling. Okay, now the processors can order the appraisal. They'll call the title company. Okay, and maybe other, uh, and I'll, I'll get into those as well. So the appraisal. Okay, obviously, for those that are unfamiliar, a third party appraiser has to value the property. So they want to make sure, the lender wants to make sure if you purchase something for $300,000, it's worth $300,000 or more. Now, the appraisers, because they're third party, they want their money up front. Okay, so the processor is going to call you. They're going to have to get your credit card. So be prepared to pay for the appraisal up front. Now, why is this? Because in the past, Appraisers would do the work expecting to get paid at the closing table, but then something went wrong with the deal. It fell through and the appraiser is chasing the borrower to get their money. And they say, well, I never bought the property. It's not my fault. Okay. So that's why you're going to have to pay the appraiser up front. And typically appraisals at this time, uh, 500 to 800 would be a good ballpark. But I can tell you this, the bigger the property, the bigger the appraisal. The bigger the loan, it could be two appraisals needed. Okay, if you're going for a jumbo loan above $725,000, and or now it's seven fifty, dollars I should say, um, or over a million, you might have to get two appraisals. So be prepared for that. Okay, other thing, the title work. Okay, that's going on in the background. Now, the best way I describe this to my uh, friends and, and borrowers, think of a car. You've got a title to a car, okay? You want a clean title. You don't want a car that was uh, in a flood, had fire damage, um, as a salvage title, okay? You want a clean title. Well, that's what the title companies are doing, okay? They're making sure the property line is okay, that the people selling you the house, they're the proper people that can sell you the house, they want to make sure there's no liens against the house. Okay, this is not too uncommon that the homeowner had work done, did not pay the contractor for the work done, and so the contractor files a lien against the house. Okay, and it's not too uncommon, not that it's very common, but what if it was two buyers ago? Contractor had work done. They never paid. They sold the house. 
and this contractor is finally catching up with stuff or whatever it may be. And they finally realize, hey, wait a second. I never got paid by this person. They can file a lien against that house, even though it's a different owner. Okay, so this is what the title company is looking for. In fact, I just had this a couple of weeks ago. I think it was three sellers ago that the deed was not recorded. And so there's a break in the chain. It was like the, the, the title, the deed ended. Okay, so they fixed it. it, took about three or four days to fix, but that's why things are, it, it's important to be timely with this stuff. Okay, so that's what's going on with the title company. Then we're also going to be looking for the real estate taxes. We need to make sure that what we're going to be charging you is up to date. So here in Florida, you, it's a homestead state. Okay, so when you buy a property, once that's your primary residence, then you file for a homestead exemption. And when that's approved, then your real estate taxes are capped at a certain amount. In this case, it's 3% per year. So for those buyers out there that are looking on Zillow or any other website and they see the taxes to a property, let's say it's a half a million dollar home, but the taxes are only $2,000 a year. Well, that person's probably been living in it for a while. You understand? And they bought the house, let's say for $200,000, whatever it may be, and their taxes are only 1% of the value. Okay, so just keep that in mind. As I use as a general guideline, 1.2% of the purchase price. That's about what your taxes will be, give or take. Okay. Um, the other thing is home insurance. Now, I hope at this point in the game that you've been poking around for home insurance. Okay. I can't stress this enough. This is your responsibility. Okay. I, as a loan officer, could give you a couple people to keep in mind, but do not wait until a couple weeks before closing to start shopping for home insurance. Okay, I can tell you that will delay the process and that'll be your fault. So make sure that once you have a contract signed, you're, you're, you're contacting home insurance companies. You can give them the copy of the sales contract and they'll be able to get your quotes pretty darn quick. And then just make sure that you have to make, is it in a flood zone or not? Okay, because that'll that'll play a part in, into this. So make sure that you're on top of that. You're going to have to pay the home insurance up front at least one year uh, to get to the closing table. Now, if you're in a condo, okay, let me take a fork in the road here and talk about condos. There is a questionnaire that your lender is going to send to the HOA, the Homeowners Association. Because when you buy a condo, there's two people they're concerned with. You, to pay back the loan, but also the condo association to make sure they take care of the property. Because as we all know, you're responsible for the inside. They're responsible for the outside. So if they're responsible for the outside, they want to make sure the grounds are well kept, the roof is in good, you know, good order, the stairs, the steps, the pool. Because if if the outside looks like garbage, then the value is going to go down, and that's why a lender is concerned with this. So the lender is going to send a questionnaire or ask, you know, the homeowner's association for the questionnaire. The HOA is going to charge a fee for this. 
and you are going to have to pay for this, the buyer. I've seen these as little as $200 and they've been up to 600. Okay. So if you're paying a lot of money for this questionnaire, that's your homeowners association. You may want to, when you move in say, Hey guys, why are you guys charging so much money on this? Okay. Now let me go off another tangent and talk about the condo associations um, with the questionnaire. If you put 20 to 25% down, it's going to be a limited review that the lender is going to ask the HOA. It's going to ask probably three questions. Is there any entity, any unit, any person that has more than 15% or 20% ownership? Okay. Lenders don't like that when one person controls more than 15, 20%. Okay. So that's going to be a question I'm going to ask. Is there any litigation, any lawsuits? That's a red flag. They're not going to, you know, want to, want to lend on this. And third is, I believe it's, is 15% of the tenants, are they 60 days or more behind in their HOA fees? Okay. Those three questions would be a limited review. If you put less than 20, 25% down, depending on the lender, then there's going to be a full review. Okay, a lot more questions. My point being is, especially the limited review, if any of those questions are a yes, then you may not get this loan funded. In fact, you probably won't. It is no fault of yours. It's no fault of the seller. It's really the HOA. Okay, there's something wrong and the lender, that's a risk to them. They don't want to take on. So the deal's dead. Okay, so keep that in mind that every condo is different. Okay, it's like a, a, a it's their own little business that that could be a reason that you don't get the condo. Okay, uh, other things to keep in mind are uh, transfer taxes. So the processors and the title company, they're working out to transfer uh, ownership. So there's going to be like transfer of the mortgage and transfer the deed. That's minimal, a couple hundred dollars, maybe 400, depending on your state. Uh, but there's also transfer taxes you pay depending on the state. So here in Florida, it is four tenths of 1% for the buyer. Okay. So keep that in mind. And then on the seller side, the transfer taxes is seven tenths of 1% that they're going to have to pay. Okay, so if it's a $300,000 property, I think that's $2,100 that the seller is going to pay, $1,400 the buyer is going to pay. Okay, so the last point I want to talk about, and maybe I should have let off with this, but anyway, these are the do's and don'ts. Okay, once you have the contract, please make sure you don't do anything wild and crazy with your finances. Now, I'm hoping at this point you've already been pretty diligent watching your credit. I've already done videos on that. Uh, but just make sure that you're staying the course. You're paying your bills timely. Um, do not close any credit cards or accounts, even if you pay them off during this time period. Okay. Um, do not open new accounts. And this is a trap that sometimes people fall into. One, they think they've got a contract. Oh, well, let's go out and, and go to Best Buy or the furniture store so we have to furnish the house. Okay, that's a red flag. Do not make any big purchases. 
But also when you go to these stores, a salesman may come up and say, hey, what can I do for you? And, oh, we're just looking around. We're, you know, we just bought a house. Oh, well, you can open up a line of credit. And then when you get closed on a house, then come back and do your shopping. It's 18 months. It's interest free. But this sale ends this week. We can't help you out if you open the card up after you close. Do not fall into that trap because if you open up a line of credit, that will affect your credit score. Okay. Uh, I already mentioned big purchases. Um you know, do not trade your car in and buy a new one and thinking that that's an even swap. No, that's not good. Uh, hold on to your car till after the closing if you're thinking about getting a new one. Um, I think this goes without saying, but I have to say it anyway. Do not co-sign for a loan for anybody. When you co-sign, then that amount that that person is paying per month now goes on your credit score. Okay, so a little tidbit. For those people that are right now just shopping for homes, and if a friend or family member says, hey, can you co-sign a loan for me? I need someone with good credit. No, no, shopping for a house can't do that. It's going to affect my credit because that's the truth. Okay. So anyway, uh, just keep that in mind. So um, let me talk about credit also. And I, I spoke about this on one of my other videos, but it bears repeating. When you get locked in to an interest rate, Loan Factory and Rocket Mortgage can still help you out in that 30-day window to get you a lender credit bigger or maybe get you a lower interest rate. Okay, so keep that in mind when you and I do a deal, what'll happen, I'll register the loan with Rocket, their credit department will give me some ideas to tell you, hey, if you can knock this much off that credit card or knock this one out, your credit score will go up X amount and you'll get a lender credit. OK, again, I've done a video on that and it's not uncommon within that 30 day window to get lender credits of two, three, four thousand dollars. OK, so keep that in mind. Um, I think that's everything. From contract to closing. Now, during this whole process, when there's changes made, you're going to get the home insurance. OK, we're going to. OK, now we can update the price. We're going to get real estate taxes. The title company is going to give us updated fees. OK, the, all these things, as we're getting changes, you're getting updates. OK, up until closing. Now, the law is three days before closing date. OK, today's the 12th, October 12th. OK, if we were closing today, then October 9th, you would have received a final CD. Okay, that final CD, that's the Bible. That is what you and I would go over to make sure everything were in agreement. And there's a final number down there, cash to close. That is the number, the, the dollar amount that you're going to wire in to the title company or wherever the closing is going to be. And then you're ready. You've got clear to close. Then all you do is show up at the closing table, sign all the documents, get the keys to the house and you're in, in your home. Okay. So, and, and a little asterisk, when you do get that final CD clear, uh, CDC clear to close, check with your loan officer. Uh, there's a lot of fraud when there's wiring going on. Okay. So you want to make absolute sure you're wiring it into the right uh, company and your loan officer can help you out. I just did that a couple of weeks ago with a, a buyer and we did a three-way call to make sure everything is accurate 
that there's no funny business with the routing numbers, account numbers, all that good stuff. Okay, so that does every, that covers everything from contract to closing. What you can expect uh, from a buyer standpoint, what is demanded of you, i.e., all hands on deck and get those documents out quick. But it also tells you what the processors, what the lenders, what the title company, what everyone is doing behind the scenes. Okay, so hope this uh, helps out. If you have any questions or concerns, again, hit me up, rob.wolf at loanfactory.com, or uh, just give me a call on my cell, 727-366-5722. All right, folks, uh, great chatting with you. Hopefully you learned something, and I will see you or listen at the next podcast. All right, take care, folks.